Welcome back to the 1095th or 1095. One, one it's the 1095th uh, installment of the Black and Brown Ghetto Underground, which as of uh, as of midnight tonight, I can no longer call it that. This is also the 1095th day of the second term of the Trump presidency. And not much has changed. Well, okay, that's not true. A lot of things have changed. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, when uh, Elena Kagan decided to step down before the uh, um, for the Republicans decided to impeach her. Um, if you probably know, they tried to impeach her because they said she wrote a dissenting um, opinion that apparently presidents can earn money from um, side gigs with other countries. So the uh, Republican House and the Republican Senate decided to impeach Elena Kagan and uh, she was basically like, Forget this. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not for it. So I'm stepping down. So, um, in a rush, uh, like they did, you know, with uh, Amy Coney Barrett, um, Ted Cruz is apparently the uh, front runner for the seat. Uh, not surprisingly, um, also Tiffany Trump was uh, in the running for the seat but uh, she apparently does not have a law degree, but um, Mitch McConnell decided to waive that particular aspect. And since he's got both the House and the Senate, it's, you know, it's a done deal. So uh, I wanted to talk about the reason why I can no longer call uh, my podcast what I originally titled it, The Black and Brown Ghetto Underground. I am uh, being taken off the air. Uh, apparently, H.R., HR 371, I think it is. I could be wrong. I don't really care at this point. HR 371 uh, is the decision brought down by the Republican House and Republican Senate that podcasts who speak ill of the president uh, will be fined per second per episode $100. Uh, it seems like a little bit. doesn't seem like a whole lot, um, but uh, considering a lot of us who are still around after Trump won um, three years ago, that uh, we figured we'd be able to stay on the air and do whatever we want, but uh, not, nah, it didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen. So uh, Lindsey Graham, who uh, won his reelection against, uh, uh, I'm sorry, brother, but I can't, f I can't remember your name because you know, it doesn't really matter you didn't win. Um, Lindsey Graham is heading up the uh, House on American Activities. I don't know if anybody is familiar with history who listens to this podcast, but apparently that was jo Joe McCartney's or Carthy's thing, uh, House on American Activities. If you were doing stuff that the federal government didn't like, well, you got blacklisted. Can't work. Can't do anything. Can't sell anything. Uh, and since there, there's no more Social Security and there's no more unemployment and there's no more social safety net, 
um, you basically have to do with whatever you can do. You got to get a job if you can't if you can't work. Um, if you can't work, I mean, you know, you're asked out. There's no, you know, there's nothing you can do. So uh, the Black and Brown Ghetto Underground is going to be going off the air, and um, <laughs> to add insult to injury, I'm being sued by Baron Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr., and Eric Trump. Um, apparently, Eric Trump thinks that um, podcasts are um, subversive, and they are also what else? He said something else. I don't know. I mean. After a while, you know, you start hearing the stuff that they want to do, and you stop listening. But I don't know. I d- it, it it got it caught me off guard. I stopped listening for like a day. Next thing I know, um, the House and the Senate are passing laws that say podcasters have to have a license because apparently, um, we are we have been reclassified as uh, broadcast media. Um, that then falls under the FCC's auspices, and the FCC can find us whatever they want to find us. And if you don't have a lawyer, if you got no money, then you basically have to go out of business. And um, that doesn't stop the lawsuit. That doesn't take. That doesn't get you off the hook. You still have to go to court because you get served. And if you don't show up. Uh, they put you in jail. But, you know, that's kind of how it works. If you don't show up. Now, right. Um, Bill Barr made, uh, uh, um, in conjunction with the Republican House and Senate, um, they passed legislation that states all members of both ho- the House and the Senate, um, rep- state representatives and senators, are completely exempt from prosecution because their duties are under the classification of business for the American people. So if you are doing business for the American people, you are exempt from prosecution and investigation. And this came down, um, I think this came down like the the first six months of the second term. Um, So yeah. I won't be able to. Uh, I won't be able to do this anymore because um, I'll be destitute. Won't have any money, and it's possible I could go to jail. Who knows? Speaking of uh, imprisonment, uh, Joe Biden is in the. I think he's in the uh, second phase of his criminal trial um, because. Uh, the moment Trump won, um, Bill Barr sent out subpoenas for the entire um, Biden campaign. Um, luckily, Kamala Harris um, is exempt from that because, uh, well, we don't know why. So, um yeah, man. Um, <laughs> uh, One thousand and ninety-five days um, from November third, two thousand twenty, and uh, yeah, things got 
we didn't think we didn't think things would get as dark as they got. They got really dark. They got really dark. Um, so the violence that erupted um, election night that was uh, precipitated by the militias throughout the country, they suddenly, and this was, the, the, the FBI warned them. The FBI warned the federal government. They, it, they, loaned the lo- they warned the local government, but certain states were like, nah, these guys are good. We don't care. Let them, you know, they're going to help us out. So the states in which where these, these militias were more prominent, the, the local police um, deputized them, which effectively made them, uh, basically make th- made them peace officers. And considering that they are under the protection of local government and local law enforcement, um, they basically can act just like cops. They get sworn in. They got their own guns, so they don't have to worry about you know state issued firearms. They got their own guns, so they were deputized and they started arresting every person that they thought was quote unquote um, a socialist. So speaking of that, um, the 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 National Socialist Party, um, we later found out, was actually. Uh, a series of Russian bots operating out of uh, Moscow. Um, there are um, rumors that it was initiated by, um, what's his face, Putin? Yeah. It was, initial, it was initiated by Putin. Putin had been, as far as we found out, um, Putin had been working on this since Trump was elected in uh, uh, 2016. Uh, he kept working on it to the point where it was, uh, what, let me just back up. It was so insidious, right? He'd been working on it since 2014. Um, he put it into effect 2016. And the process never stopped. It just got better and better and better. Um, and the FBI warned Everybody, man, they, they warned everybody. Christopher Ray is still in hiding. Nobody really knows where he is. Um, the moment Trump was, I mean, it was in the papers um, before, well, yeah, this been, yeah, this was in the papers before um, Trump decided to levy lawsuits against the uh, New York Times, Washington Post, not so much Washington Post, that much because they were on the side. Um, but any newspaper that basically was against Trump got uh, hit with some pretty heavy lawsuits. And the federal government uh, hired at least 3,000 um, new lawyers. And those lawyers um, are essentially DOJ employees, but they're working on cases across the country um, on behalf of Trump. So, yeah, basically the DOJ is owned by Trump. Oh, um, I'll tell you more after this commercial. It's back, and it's better than ever. Welcome to Trump University, where you can learn political marketing, marketing, international sales, and much, much more. Yes, you thought we were gone, but no, we're back. Trump University, where America can come and learn and win. Brought to you by Trump Industries. Okay, so bas- basically Bill Barr um, has a position for life. Uh, 
as long as Trump is in office, he will be allowed uh, to be the attorney general. Um, consequently, the um, Southern District of New York was uh, effectively shut down. There is still a dispute between um, Governor Cuomo and the Trump administration as to who has jurisdiction over the Southern District of New York. Um, Letitia James uh, handed in, in her resignation um, a year uh, after Trump was uh, reelected. She, uh, her grounds for resignation um, were the continued harassment by uh, outside forces as well as uh, lack of support from the DOJ proper. So Maine Justice decided not to help out the Southern District. Um, Letitia James uh, resigned. Uh, it's unknown what she's going to do past this point. Uh, reports have it that she has uh, formed her own uh, law firm. But we, as of this, as of this broadcast, we don't know what she plans on doing. Uh, so what else? Roger Stone is going to be. Um, what is Roger Stone? It was there was talk of Roger Stone um, uh, being Attorney General, um, but they haven't been able to pass the legislation um, that would prevent a convicted felon from holding that office. There are um, proponents, uh, Tom Cotton, and I believe it is uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, yeah, Tom Cotton and uh, Mike Lee are the head of a committee that is investigating whether or not um, the pardon of the president is so all-encompassing that it, ripe, it wipes away the uh, past sense and the person is no longer a felon, his record is completely expunged, and is able to enjoy um, the full benefits of being um, um, a non-felon. The related part of that is that every person who um, had uh, done time, uh, convicted felons, who in Florida were about to get their rights reinstated, after the election, um, it was taken to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court overturned that that ruling. Um, the dissent that was written uh, by um, Justice Sotomayor um, went viral, and consequently, she was harassed and, um, like, viciously harassed by what is now known as uh, the Republican contingency for state security. Um, they used to be known as the Proud Boys. They, as you, I mean, it was, this was, this was on um, CNN, like, two nights ago. Um, they did a they did a bio on their rise to legitimacy, and what basically <laughs> what basically happened is after the election, after Trump won, um, one of his proclamations, as he's calling them, he's calling them proclamations now. They're not executive orders anymore. He's he said that from now on they need to be considered proclamations. Um, he handed out a proclamation stating that the Proud Boys are going to be um, an adjunct to the FBI. FBI handles all law enforcement within the United States. 
professedly well-named. Inside the United States is the FBI. So the Proud Boys have been made uh, an adjunct to the FBI. They are now for the duly recognized law enforcement agents and have considered um, Justice Sotomayor um, a possible threat. And because she's a possible threat, um, their form of investigation is basically hanging out outside her apartment, surveilling her, and occasionally um, stepping outside of their vehicles to ask her a series of questions, whether she has a lawyer with her or not. So that's law enforcement in today, which, you know, um, so uh, to a certain degree, I kind of sold out I, uh, the previous commercial and the, the next one coming up. Um, I, I need to make money so I can handle these these lawsuits or at least, you know, buy food. Um, with um, Amy Coney Barrett being the deciding vote and turning over ACA, um, it also made it impossible for anybody who is not covered by their employer to gain insurance. So those of us who need healthcare or medical medical care, go to a hospital, go to the emergency room, get seen, those bills are then flagged and sent to HHS, who then um, sends that information to Homeland Security to see if we have in some way um, are, are getting money from outside sources. So they do a search and they do an investigation and that investigation is it, it's it's invasive. They talk to your employers. They talk to your family. They talk to like old girlfriends. They talk to some guy you knew back in high school. They talk to everybody. And the thing about that is, like, since uh, since the government's gotten to the point where y you really can't do anything, um, people are you know they 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 will say whatever they need to do say need to say to throw them off your track. So. What they do is they, you know, they'll make stuff up and then they come back at you and next thing you know, you're, uh, you're being cuffed. So, you know, it's real out there. It's, it's real. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be personal and reflect. I'm not, I mean, I'm going to go off script and just basically say it's like, you know, we knew, we didn't think it was going to get this bad, right? We didn't think it was going to get as bad as it got. We thought like all the other scenarios were just comic booky, you know. It's like it's fiction. Um, people kept saying stuff like, "Oh, it's going to be a Handmaid's Tale." It's it's not. It is that. I mean, it's that. Um, <laughs> who is it? It's yeah. No, it's you know the, the usual suspects. You know, Chuck Grassley is now um, working on the legislation to take people um, who have fallen into debt because of either. Um, Healthcare or medical bills that have gone sky high, and they, you know, you, you, you go bankrupt or you can't pay, um, or you lose your job, you know, or you're homeless. They're just like scooping everybody up and, you know, taking them into court. And now Chuck Grassley wants to create these, these, um, they're not really camps. They don't want to call them camps because, I mean, that's what they are. They're basically camps. Um, they want to call them, call them holding centers. So essentially what they want to do is they want to create these holding centers that for people who um, are homeless, 
people who've lost their jobs and don't have health care, people who've incurred large uh, health care bills and are now bankrupt, and they're going to put them in these holding camps or holding centers. So while you're in the holding center, um, there are n a number of businesses, some are from China, some are from here, better owned by um, Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, excuse me, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., um, a couple of other people, Bill, Bill Barr, uh, John Kelly, he's got one. Um, and you basically become labor. You know, uh, this is why, and this is how Trump decided to get the manufacturing um, portion of our country back on track. <laughs> and basically, you get put in one of these holding centers where you live, um, you wear a uniform, um, your um, food and your lodging is taken out of whatever you make. And then beyond that, you get a stipend in order to, um, you know, get the stuff that you need because they don't want to supply you with soap or toothpaste and none of that stuff. And this is all, you know, this is, I mean, it's getting pretty close. The camps that they used for the children that they took back in 2016, um, the camps that they used for those kids, they're going to start, you know, putting, you know, people who don't have any money, people who are destitute and are broke and homeless. They're going to start putting them in there. And, you know, when you got like a Republican House and a Republican Senate, they get away with it. They can do it. I, we didn't think it was going. We didn't think it was going to get that bad. We didn't really think that once he got reelected, you know, we figured he wouldn't get reelected. We figured that would happen. I mean, I think a lot of us were just like saying, "Yeah, it's not going. It's not possible." Nobody thought he was going to get elected in the first place. We didn't think that was possible. And well, what happened? And now, um, with all the stuff he did, with you know. Wow, what was it back in? Um, it was like two days before the election, and uh, Pennsylvania, the Supreme, the uh, uh, Pennsylvania P Supreme Court, um, was still seeing cases brought by the Republican Party um, on behalf of Trump to stop certain ballots from being counted, and a lot of lawyers were on TV, CNN, MSNBC, saying that yeah, this is impossible because the rule of law will, you know, win the day. People with you know, who, who uphold the Constitution will see this for what it is and not let it go through. Man, dudes. It went through. No problem. Easy as, pi easy as pie. No problem whatsoever. So, you know, it's never say nothing can't. Never say something that hasn't happened before can't happen again. Or can't happen, period. Because, man, 2020 was like, you thought 2020 would be bad up until, <laughs> man, I hated 2020. 2020 was a bad year, but it got worse towards the election. And now 2021, 2022, 2023, 2023 pales in comparison to 2020. Be right back after these messages. There's no need to trust doctors or hospitals anymore. Like a true American, you can take matters into your own hands with the Trump at-home COVID-19 expiration kit. It has everything you need to be the American hero that you are to your family and friends. 
The COVID-19 Home Exploration Kit, brought to you by Trump Industries. Okay, so um, let's do a little bit of news. Today, uh, the Supreme Court is set to hear the final arguments for President or former President Obama's uh, trial uh, against him and the Biden uh, campaign, I guess it is, to uh, arrest him for spying on the Trump campaign uh, back in 2016. Now, for those of you who followed this trial, you know that there was no evidence. Um, the FBI did uh, an investigation around uh, around that time, I think 2017, to uh, see whether or not it had happened, and it didn't. But uh, what the Trump DOJ, headed up by uh, Bill Barr, they reinvestigated it, found some evidence, and the trial went forward. So the final arguments are today. Um, the death toll for coronavirus is now at 2 million plus. Um, the herd immunity um, scenario did not work. Um, many more people died and are still dying. Uh, mask shortages have cropped up all over the United States and uh, the lawsuits levied by friends and family of victims who fell ill to coronavirus who had attended Trump rallies uh, have been thrown out of court, lack of evidence. What else? Um, I think that's about it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, We got one more year, and uh, the election season will start up again pretty soon. The uh, rumors about Donald Trump Jr. running for the presidency have turned out to be true. Uh, his election campaign is set to start uh, within uh, the next month or so. He is running on the same platform his father ran on, and uh, there is talk that because of redlining and because of the uh, disenfranchisement of both the African-American co uh, community vote and the Hispanic vote um, and the Native American vote, uh, that it's sure to be a landslide. So uh, even though we live in a country where there is no legacy, there are no uh, successions of the royal family, Donald Trump uh, Jr. is possibly uh, set to become the 46th president of the United States. So we have that to look forward to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sad that this will be uh, possibly my last broadcast. I uh, can't go can't go against the federal government because they're too powerful and they have far too many lawyers and I don't have any money. So this being the last broadcast, um, I just wanted to say a few things. Um, we tried, but we didn't try hard enough. Um, not everybody went out and voted. Um, those who said they would didn't. 
Um, voter suppression worked perfectly for the Republican Party. Uh, Democrats did not fight hard enough. They uh, decided to go the, uh, the way of right and uh, just. Um, and when you're going up against a group of people who don't follow the rules, if you follow the rules, uh, you ine will inevitably lose. Uh, I'm not saying that like they should have broken the rules. I'm not saying that, but you know, you 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 can't you can't fight a gunfight with a butter knife. It just doesn't work. And uh, we tried to get people in that we thought uh, would do good for us, and uh, not everybody took it seriously. Not everybody voted. It's important. It's important, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't pay any attention to the to the to the lessons of the past. We uh, thought that somebody else will vote for us and vote on our behalf, and there weren't enough people. That and redlining and the uh, the reinforcement of the the electoral college and the fact that the Republican Party just went all out to keep people who would have voted against Trump from voting, period. Um, it's a sad state. It's a sad state. The United States um, effectively is no longer the United States. It's, uh, it's not a third world country, but it's getting close. Um, we had a chance and we blew it. So, Y'all stay true. Y'all stay up. There's got to be a silver lining someplace. We just need to find it, but it's kind of hard to find a light that's unlit in the darkness. For the black and brown ghetto underground, good night. So that was my uh, attempt at painting a picture of what it would be like if not everybody goes out and votes. Today is November 1st, 2020, and in uh, less than two days, we will be tasked to save the democracy that we love um, but know we can make better. It's never been more important for people to get out and vote than it is right now. Vote for your future. Vote for your children's future. Everything's on the ballot. Clean water, clean air, just laws, saving the lives of marginalized people, bringing the country back to where it used to be, voting out the people who uh, just want to get paid. I urge you, if you're listening to this, to do whatever you can to make sure that Trump does not get a second term. And even after the election, we still got work to do. We still have to achieve the goals that we think this country should have, that it is for everybody, not just 
a select few, not for the, uh, the strategically sinister to hold on to power by any means necessary. It is now time to take that power back by any means necessary because they're out there in force and they're trying hard. We got to try harder. This is our country. We live here. We love here and we die here. This is our stand and we're going to take it. I love this country. I love the people in it. And I do not want to see what could possibly happen if Trump gets another four years to do more ruin to the state that we love. So get out there, vote, advocate, be an activist, stand up for social justice, stand up for racial justice, stand up for your neighbor. If they voted for Trump, love him anyway, but just stand up for people who need a free country because it's fragile and it can be taken to any moment. I love y'all. You've been listening to the Black and Brown Ghetto Underground. I hope to see you soon. <laughs>